Blog Talk Radio. Alright fans, here we go. Four two-minute rounds of boxing scheduled. Women in the ring. To this, the number 59 episode of the Two Minute Round, your hooks and jabs look. Female boxing world, your every other week show here on Block Talk Radio. My name is Felipe Leon, and as always, with me, my co host, Mr. David Avila. David, how are you doing tonight? Very good tonight, Felipe. How are you? Good, good. Trying to get away, hopefully, uh, get away from the rain. It, it stopped. Um, I heard it's coming back next week. But here on the two-minute box, uh, two-minute round, there is no rain, but only female boxing. And hopefully, if the boxing gods are on our side and also international calls, we would have the current WBO flyweight champion Areli Areli Muncino with us in about 15 minutes. She is getting ready to go to jolly old England to defend her title against Olympian Nicola Adams in March, and she's going to be talking to us about that as well as her capturing all four major sanctioning body titles at the flightweight division. She didn't do them all at the same time, but at one point or another, she has held the WBC, IBF, WBA, and now WBO world titles at 112 pounds, which is somewhat of a uh, world record, at least for a Mexican. So, or a Mexican uh, female fighter. So, in about 15 minutes, we will have hopefully Areli Musino with us if everything works out the way it should. So, before we go to that, let's go a little bit into the rewind and talk about some of the female fights that have gone down in the last couple of weeks. If you do want to call in and discuss female boxing with us, you can do so at 323 580 5735. 323-580-5735, or if you want, are you listening with us, if you're listening to us on the Block Talk platform, there should be a button there to connect through Skype. So, going back to Friday, January the 25th in Santa Fe, Argentina, Evelyn Bermudez scored a fifth-round TKO in her first defense of the IPF light flyweight title. Um, it was, they stopped the fight after the fifth round. The referee stopped the fight because of lack of activity from Luisana Bolivar, who was the challenger. So Evelyn Bermudez is the younger sister of Daniela Bermudez out of Argentina. Both of them are world champions. And now they have another younger sister who hopefully soon will be challenging for a world title. And that they may be the, the first set of three sisters to hold world titles in female professional boxing. Also the same night on Friday, January 25th from Glasgow, Scotland, Hannah Rankin came back from her loss to Clarissa Shield last September to score a points win a points win over Eva Bajic in an eight rounder at 160 pounds. <clears throat> Excuse me. The next night in Montreal, Canada on Saturday, January 26th, Kim Clavel scored a fourth round TKO over Luz Elena Martinez, defending her uh, undefeated record. That was in a six-rounder in the 108-pound titles. And at the municip- Municipal Auditorium in Tijuana, 
Alejandra Ayala scored a quick first-round TKO over Dennis Castro in an eight-rounder at 147 pounds. The time there were 46 seconds, while Aida Satibaldinova of Kazakhstan scored a second-round TKO over Olga Valtierra in a scheduled four-rounder at 135 pounds. The, uh, the official time there was 146. And from the Lienzo Charro in Ciudad Guzman, Mexico, Promotions del Pueblo on the Televisa Network in Mexico gave us Victoria Torres being surprised by Jacet Noriega with a split decision. Uh, Noriega captured the vacant WBC silver 115-pound title, which puts her in the top 10 rankings. Scores there were 97-93 uh, and 96-94 for Noriega and a 96-94 for Torres, who is a half-sister of Ana Maria Torres and Silvia Torres, two former Mexican world champions. So Victoria Torres, if she would have won this fight, she would have been one step closer to uh, challenging for the full-fledged WBC world title that Guadalupe Martinez holds at 115 pounds. But unfortunately for her, she ended up losing the fight in a split decision. I don't know if you got a chance to watch this fight, David, but as always, when you put two Mexican fighters in the side of the ring, whether it be male or female, you're going to get fireworks. And this was no exception. I think it was a very close fight. But I think the right female fighter won in Jaciel Noriega. Torres was a taller, rangier fighter, but Noriega never stopped throwing punches, never stopped pressuring. And even though after the four first rounds, the WBC judges had Torres uh, winning, well, actually they had two judges had a draw and one of her had her winning, Noriega closed the show and was able to take that vacant WBC silver super flyweight title, David. Yeah, that's impressive uh, because there was such a size disparity. Yeah, uh, Torres was a lot taller, but Noriega knew how to get on the inside. And although both of them were pretty rough around the edges, she was the faster fighter, a little bit more accurate with her punches. So she ended up getting the win. She was a, a big, um, somewhat of, a, of an underdog. And being that Torres is the half-sister of Ana Maria Torres, who pretty much is a living legend in Mexico, uh, who is rumoring to be coming back. Uh, she still got the nod, uh, Noriega, so good for her. She had fought. She had been a veteran. She's a veteran, had fought some good fights, got a draw against um, Ava Knight. So let's see how soon she gets to challenge for that world title against the uh, current title holder, uh, Guadalupe Martinez. Also on the same night, in Saturday, uh, Saturday January 26th, from uh, Managua, Nicaragua, Ana Gabriels defended her WBA 154-pound title with the unanimous decision over Sarah Dwyer. Uh, scores there were 192 times and 97-93. And on Sunday, January 27th, from the Avalon in Hollywood, California, this fight was originally announced as a 154-pound fight, but both of them came in around 158, so it still remains in the middleweight division. Maricela Cornejo scoring a unanimous decision over Aaron Tuffhill. Scores there were 79-73 two times and 78-74. David, you were there. Tell us about this fight at the Avalon in Hollywood, California. Well, it was a very, to me, it was a very close fight. I thought that um, uh, Aaron started out very strong, and uh, she was the one, she was the aggressor throughout the fight. And I think that was a mistake that Maricela made 
uh, letting Aaron take control and being the aggressor. Instead, Maricela just boxed and moved and countered. And um, in the second half of the fight, uh, Aaron, she was still punching, but her punches had no steam on them. They were more touch, touch punches. So the fight was very close, and it made like people watching on, on Facebook and so forth really thought she won uh, easily, but she was basically just touching her, never really punching Maricela in the last uh, three rounds. And um, but it's you know appearances can be appearances, you know. People looking at a fight, uh, Maricela could have made the fight a lot easier. She made it a lot tougher on herself, and uh, many people were upset by the decision that the judges are rendered uh, from social media there there at the uh, arena. Um, it wasn't a very popular decision. I thought it was very close. I really couldn't tell at the end of the eighth round. I couldn't tell you who won the fight. It was that close, in in my estimation. So you you didn't you didn't get a chance to. Um... Score the fight, so you're okay with the decision that Cornejo got the the, the fight. Uh, I was okay with the the fact that she won the fight. It could have gone either way. I, I just know that the scores were not that lopsided. They, they it was a lot closer fight than the scores say because basically one judge only gave her gave Aaron Toyo one round, and the other, uh, well, two judges only gave her one round, and one judge gave her two rounds. But I thought she won more rounds than that. I thought it was like mm-hmm. she could easily have won three or four rounds, maybe even five, maybe even five. I, I agree with you. I watched the fight. Obviously, I wasn't in the house, but I did watch it on Facebook. And to me, I was surprised that that Erin, being that she hadn't fought in a professional boxing match, even though she had competed in MMA, but she had not fought in boxing since about 2006, was the aggressor and that Cornejo was fighting off the back foot and circling well. She was circling well, but Tough Hill was closing off the, the ring in my estimation. And Cornejo was catching her coming in coming in with those jabs. Um and I do believe Cornejo was scoring the harder punches, but they weren't enough. Definitely. So I did score the fight and it was a close fight. I do agree with you. Some of the rounds could have gone either way. Not because of lack of activity from possibly both of them, even though Tough Hill was throwing more. But like you say, there were mostly arm punches. There were not a lot of them yeah. um, behind it. Whereas Cornejo, when this she throw and scored, there were pretty hard punches, but they weren't enough. But I did end up scoring it, and I scored it four to three for Tough Hill. So I actually have Tough Hill winning. Um, I agree with you. For Cornejo to get all the rounds, I think it would have, it was, or all the scores in her favor, I think it might have been a little bit too much. I think that if it would have been a majority decision or a split decision, it would have been more accurate of what we saw inside the ring. Now, the fact, I don't know if Cornejo, because she had mentioned that she wanted to go down to 154 and try her waters there, and I don't know if when they made this fight, Tough Hill said, I can't make 154, so let's meet at 158 or something like that. Or if it was vice versa or the other way around where Cornejo didn't want to go all the way down to 154. So I'm still interested in having her go down to 154 and see what she can do there. Now, at 155, she did weigh in less 
a lot less than what she had done at her previous fight with Franchon Cruz. Obviously, that was at 168 pounds. So I saw her a little bit more mobile. Um, I wish I would have seen more activity, more more uh, punches from her. I don't know if she didn't feel comfortable. She didn't know how she her her condition was going to be at the weight, so she wanted to kind of save some from the tank. I don't know. The, the big thing about social media and all that, first of all, before the fight, was that, you know, she was fighting a woman that she had not fought in a professional boxing fight uh, for the better part of 10 years. And she doesn't look all that impressive against her if you go by what you saw inside the ring and not the scorecards, David. So Cornejo is kind of like in a tough position right now. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's all about her style. I don't, I don't, it seems like she's not uh, confident in, in uh, being an aggressive style fighter. I think, to me, I think if she becomes the aggressor, she'll, she would win with her strength. She's a mm-hmm. naturally strong fighter, but it seems like she's trying to show that she can box. When, whereas, you know, it, it, to be a good boxer, it takes years and years and years. Not somebody just coming up the street for two, three years. Uh, I mean, you got to use what you have, and I think she's a strong fighter. Should just go forward and put the pressure on everybody. And if it turns into a war, so be it. Because you know, when you're 31 years old, you don't have a lot of time to be learning out of box. It's it's easier to be a slugger and just go for it. And I think yeah. that's what I would tell her. Well, she came she came to boxing a little bit later in life. Uh, she started yeah. boxing because she wanted to lose some weight living in L.A., and she was trying to be an actress and a model. She went into boxing trying to lose weight uh, or try to maintain her weight or whatever the case was. And she realized that she was pretty good at it. She hit pretty hard. She was encouraged by the people that she was working with, with in the gym, and she gave it a go, which she's done very well for herself. I mean, she only has three losses. She's, she's, she's challenged for world titles twice, she came up short. She's held a, a regional WBC title. Uh, for somebody that that's coming out of boxing uh, later in life and, and probably didn't have all that, if any, amateur experience, she's done very well. So there's no denying that. Yeah. Um, I saw her trying different things. You know, she, at first she was fighting from the outside, using that jab, backing up, trying mm-hmm. to use her her uh, her range. And then somewhere in the middle rounds, she wanted to fight toe-to-toe or more like in the, in the proverbial telephone booth. And... Yeah, Tuckfield did pretty well there too. You know, she was able to counterpunch her, go to the body, score some good uppercuts against Cornejo. So that didn't work the best for Cornejo's uh, strategy. I think more than anything, the fact that she changes trainer practically in every fight doesn't allow her to develop a style because no matter. I mean, the basics of boxing are there. You know, you got your jab, you got your your cross, yeah. you got your hook, you got your uppercut. But every trainer is going to teach you certain other little things, and he might tweak True. this and tweak that. You know, and when you're changing yeah. every uh, practically with every fight, you know, it's really tough to to start developing a style under that trainer that you trust. And I think if if anything, that might be her biggest challenge i think she needs to find somebody that she feels comfortable with and she just needs to tough it out wins or losses and and, and just try to develop a, a a style that fits her and fits what the trainer is trying to teach her 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's the the whole problem. Uh, she's a very good athlete. I, I think, and and then to give credit to Erin Tolio, she's a good. She was a good fighter in her time. She was a very yeah. good fighter. She returned. I mean, she showed what she could do. I mean, this is the same woman that fought uh, Layla McCarter and, and Jackie Fraser Hyde. Uh, she fought some tough girls. So you know, Layla Ali, Layla Ali too. Exactly. And and you know what? She was good. She had to be. She 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 knew how to close off the ring. She knew how to throw punches. Um, I think the fact that she hadn't fought in such a long time, she was saving herself as well for the later yeah. rounds and maybe sit con- conserving some energy. And she was really doing a lot of arm punches. I wouldn't mind seeing her against some other fighters there. But David, uh, before oh, yeah. we move on to some fight chatter and to the preview of what's coming up next, I'm very excited, David. For our next host. This is somebody that we've been wanting to speak to for a long time, and she's on the line now. So with us for the first time here on the two-minute round is none other than the WBO flyweight champion, Areli La Matralladora Monsignor. Let me patch in. Buenas noches, Areli. ¿Cómo estás? Hola, buenas noches. Muy bien. Muchas gracias por la llamada. Muchas gracias por estar con nosotros. Eh, lo que vamos a hacer es que él, tengo un eh, co-anfitrión, se llama David, y él va a empezar eh, la entrevista y yo voy a traducir para ambos, ¿ok? Ok, perfecto. Ok, so this is Arely Muciño. She says thank you for having her on the air. And I'm going to pass the baton to you, David. Go ahead and ask your question. I'm going to translate it to her and then I will translate her response. Arely, how are you, and, and where are you at right now? Arely, ¿cómo estás y dónde te encuentras en este momento? Eh, pues muy bien, eh, Benito, es muy bien. Eh, estoy en Monterrey, Nuevo León, con mi entrenador, Juan Mucini, donde siempre hemos hecho nuestras preparaciones, y pues ya, alistándonos para en un mes estar en Londres. She says, uh, thank you very much. Uh, she's very well, thank God. And she is in her hometown of Monterrey, Nuevo León, with her trainer and father, Juan Monsigno. And they are preparing their training because in a month they'll be in London, England. And, and for, our, for our listeners' uh, benefit, uh, since we never had Aurelia on the show before, uh, if she could tell us some of her background and how she got into boxing. Arely, para todos los que nos siguen aquí en el programa y como es la primera vez que tenemos eh, eh, la dicha y el honor de tenerte aquí, ¿por qué no nos compartes eh, cómo empezaste en el boxeo? Eh, pues eh, agradezco mucho, como nos dice la llamada, y pues yo empecé hace 18 años en este deporte, cuando todavía no había, o no estaba tan tan fuerte el boxeo femenino. Eh... eh Yo soy de Monterrey, Nuevo León, México, entonces este, mi papá fue boxeador y aunque este deporte no me gustaba, tengo, somos puras mujeres, así que acompañábamos a mi papá, este, en una ocasión nos pidió que acompañáramos a un guante de oro, lo acompañamos, yo ya sabía del boxeo como defensa personal, pero cuando vi a una mujer que le estaban premiando fue cuando decidí el pedirle a papá que me dejara eh, poder pelear y ahí empezó todo. ¿Cuántos años tenías? Eh, iba tenía 12 años, tenía 12 años cuando empecé okay. en esto. Yo ahorita tengo 29. She says that uh, she thanks us for for having her on the show, and uh, she's been fighting or involved with boxing for 18 years. Her father 
was a fighter in Monterrey, Mexico, where she grew up. And, you know, they're all daughters, all women in the family. So at first she didn't like the sport, but one day her dad asked them to to accompany him to an amateur tournament to go watch it. And she saw a woman, a girl fighting in it. So when she saw it, she already had started um, boxing a little bit, just her dad teaching little things in here and there, even though she didn't really like it, just as like personal, like uh, defense. But then when she saw the little girl, she then asked her dad if he would teach her to box and so she could start competing. And she was 11 years old when that, when that happened. And now she's 29. Wow. That's incredible. How, how popular is boxing in Monterrey and, and how popular is female boxing there? ¿Qué tan popular es el boxeo en general en Monterrey y, y, y qué tan popular es el boxeo femenil en, en Monterrey? Pues mira, cuando yo empecé, este, realmente eh, era, era raro ver el boxeo femenil. Eh, yo me considero una pionera aquí en mi estado. Eh, fue muy difícil porque yo tuve que pelear hasta con... Eh, muchachas de 65, 70 kilos cuando ya había arrasado en todas las divisiones fui fui este fui 11, 11 veces campeona aquí en diferentes torneos y pues ya no había ya no había con quién pelear así que tuve que pelear con gente más pesada que yo para poder este, desenvolverme en este deporte eh, mi vida fue diferente a las demás porque pues yo no tengo hijos no estoy casada pero yo tenía la en mi caso me pedían el que el que tuviera el estudio a mano del deporte, que fuese así, y pues era difícil, ¿no? Porque a veces entrenabas y no había peleas, entonces ya seguías trabajando. Así que, pues bendito Dios, ¿no? Se dio todo, pero aquí en Monterrey eh, fui la primera campeona nacional eh, femenil, la primera campeona mundial femenil, y después de 40 años eh, le traje un título mundial a Nuevo León y después fue Chihuahua Rodríguez, pero hemos ido haciendo historia poco a poco. She says that when she first started, it was very rare that she's uh, she considers herself a pioneer in female boxing in her city. She actually has been a, a 11-time amateur champion in her city in different tournaments, uh, but then after a while. Uh, there wasn't anybody to fight, so she started fighting bigger opponents as an amateur. Now, uh, it's been hard for her because she is female. She's not married or doesn't have any kids, but in her home, one requirement that this, she was given by her parents is that she had to become a professional um, you know, studying in some kind of professional field. Um, so then uh, she became a professional. She kept training. She became a professional, and she was, for Monterrey, the first national amateur female champion. She was the first world champion, female world champion from Monterrey, and she was the first champion, male or female, for the state of Nuevo León in, in, for, in the last 40 years. There was a champion there 40 years ago, but they had not seen a champion for 40 years, and she became the first champion from that state in 40 years. And she's won the world titles in the four sanctioning organizations. Which one was the most difficult for her to win that she can recall? Uh, Arely, has ganado los cuatro títulos más importantes de los de las de los organismos. Pero para ti, ¿cuál fue el más difícil en ganar? Pues, eh, creo que todos han, han sido este, muy importantes en su momento. 
Yo la verdad, comparación de otras boxeadoras, yo no tuve el apoyo de un promotor. Cuando pude salir fuera de México, salí sola, sin apoyo del promotor. Lo único que teníamos era una bolsa de sueños. Ahora sí, como quien dice, llevamos un maletín de sueños, ilusiones, trabajo. Y fue como nos abrimos puertas para, para poder pelear contra su gente que anda ahí en fuera. Este, ya ya me buscaron promotores, televisora, pero yo creo que cada uno es muy significativo, así que he tenido peleas muy difíciles, eh, yo creo que las más difíciles han sido fuera del ring porque siempre he luchado para pues para un, un este que valoren más el trabajo, no solamente mío, sino de todas las boxeadoras, así que yo creo que cada 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 cinturón ha valido la pena, ahorita el de la MB pues realmente yo sufrí bastante por este título porque algunos los perdí en pelea, pero otros me los quitaron en, en el escritorio. Y ahorita, pues, siempre estuve esperando esta oportunidad por el de la nueve poder empoderarme. Así que yo creo que, que mis peleas, pues, más difíciles, a lo mejor no fueron por un título, pero cada uno ha tenido un sentimiento diferente y me ha enseñado no solamente como boxeadora, sino como, no, como persona a crecer más. She says that every one of the titles she won have been important in their in, in their in their time. Um, she couldn't really say which one was the hardest one to win when she started fighting and she started fighting outside of Mexico. She didn't have a promoter, but she went out there and, and won the opportunity to fight Susie Kentikian in Germany. And after that, after that fight, promoters started looking for her, and then she was able to get signed and get on TV. Um, the one that the, there have been hard fights, she said. Some of them have been outside of the ring uh, as far as struggling and trying to uh, make it happen. But the one she says that has that took longer and the one that has meant something is this last one that she won, the, the WBO, because that's the one that uh, she was chasing because that's the one that would give her all four. And um, she says that it's been a tough fight. She wants to fight to increase the value not only of her fights but of all female boxing. And she needs just to you know, keep trying and, and working harder. And and Ali fought in in other countries and and now she's willing to go to 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 England. Uh, what is she expecting from Nicola Adams? Uh, and what does she expect uh, in England? Does she expect the same kind of treatment, or uh, what has she been told? Arely has peleado en otros países y esta para esta pelea vas a viajar a Inglaterra. ¿Qué esperas de Nicola Adams? ¿Qué esperas del público en Inglaterra? ¿Y quién, qué te han dicho de, del público en Inglaterra o lo que puedes esperar ahí en este combate contra, contra Adams? Pues mira, este, yo me gustan los retos, me gusta trabajar fuerte y sobre todo contra corriente. Eh, cuando yo fui a Alemania, eh, cuando andaba eh, caminando, hubo mucha gente que se paraba y le decían a Laura Zurrano, que fue quien mi traductora, se paraban y le decían, ¿es Isabel Mucillo? Y, y, y Laura les decía, sí, ella es Isabel. Y decían, va a perder, va a perder aquí. Y hubo muchos comentarios negativos, eh, pero yo creo que es lo que nos, nos hace más fuerte. Y en esta ocasión, pues vamos contra una gran buceadora, yo no subestimo a nadie, al contrario. Eh, estamos trabajando fuerte eh, este título no lo puedo perder así que esperemos eh, nos traten bien y si no pues yo creo que estamos estamos para lo que venimos eh, hemos trabajado lo suficiente para poder dar una buena pelea sobre todo para, para la gente de allá para mi gente para que me estén pendientes 
pero sobre todo para poder traer ese título de regreso a México. She's there said uh, she likes challenges, she likes to work hard, she likes to go against the grain. When she went to fight in Germany, Laura Serrano, the great Mexican legend, was with her, and people would come up to her and say, hey, is that Arely Muncino? And she would say, yeah, that's her. And they said, oh, she's going to lose here in Germany. She's going to lose. So they were very negative. <laughs> but um, in England, you know, she knows that Nicola Adams is a great fighter. She doesn't underestimate any of her opponents. But she can't lose this title. She can't lose this WBO title. She's working very hard to give a great fight to the people there and to the people back home because she needs to bring back the title to Mexico. And what does she feel she has to do to, to keep her title? Is there anything in specifically that she feels she has to do to keep her title? ¿Qué crees que debes de hacer para mantener tu título? Algo en específico que tienes que hacer en esa pelea para regresar como campeón del mundo. ¿Qué, ¿Qué tengo que hacer? ¿Me pregunta? Sí, ¿qué tienes que hacer para regresar como campeona del mundo? ¿Qué tienes que hacer en esta pelea específicamente para poder derrotar a Nicola Adams? Pues mira, yo creo que lo que nos distingue a todos los mexicanos, ¿no? El corazón, eh, la persistencia, round por round. Voy a hacer lo necesario. No te puedo decir que, que voy a salir a boxear eh, o que voy a salir a fajarme. Hemos estado viendo videos eh, de su trabajo en varias peleas. Pero yo creo que, que conforme vaya llegando el primer round, todo se va a ir acomodando. Vamos a buscar eh, cada round, sea de nosotros. Si hay necesidad de pasarse, yo voy a pasarse. Si hay necesidad de buscar, voy a buscar. Lo que sí no voy a perder va a ser ese corazón que nos distingue a todos los mexicanos. Eh, aguerridos, pero eh, en esta pelea tengo que ser inteligente y sacar toda la experiencia que he tenido en grandes peleas, porque para mí no es una no es la primera pelea fuerte, yo he tenido grandes grandes combates con boxeadoras mexicanas y extranjeras, así que vamos a sacar toda la experiencia, ¿no? Y primeramente Dios, como lo como lo he dicho, eh, estamos haciendo lo necesario aquí en Monterrey para 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 retener el título. Y vi una nota donde ella decía que estaba haciendo con campeones mundiales. La verdad yo estoy con un campeón mundial. Eh, esperemos cerrar como con nuevos carros, nueve, nueve muchachos diferentes que hemos estado eh, trabajando por los oficiales de su pelea pero pues no, no es campeón mundial pero pues sí les aseguro que tiene la persistencia y el corazón y el hambre para poder hacer este deporte que me están exigiendo al máximo para, para poder hacer no solamente un buen papel en, en Londres para toda la gente sino también para retener un título y, y ahora si no ser una campeona salida ¿Qué? Perdón, ¿qué dijo, ¿qué dijo ella en la nota? Eh, es que estaba haciendo eh, sparring con, con un campeón mundial que es Inglaterra, peso pluma. De hecho, no tiene el estilo que yo tengo, pero pues este, ahí estuvieron, eh, igual ella ha he hecho declaraciones. Digo, es una mujer que le gusta hablar. Y ha hecho declaraciones también que, que ya espera lo que voy a salir a hacer como todas las mexicanas, nada más que lo que sí se le está olvidando es que no todas somos iguales. Así que uh -huh. bueno, también me gusta mucho eso de, de que ella, ella se, se haga grande, porque cuando subimos al ring, ahora va a estar ella y yo, y su entrenador, amigos, el sparring, todo sale sobrando. Así que estamos haciendo una buena preparación para salir sin escatimar. Vamos a ir a trabajar desde el primer round que sientas cómo van a ser todos los días y, y si le va a entrar ahora sí como yo en Monterrey o acá en México pues si le va a entrar que ya sepa a quién le va a tocar she says that um, um, as, like all Mexicans you know what distinguishes her is her heart but 
She doesn't know if she's going to box. She doesn't know if she's going to brawl. She's going to go out there from the first round and see what she brings. But if she needs to box, she's going to brawl. If she needs to brawl, she's going to brawl. Anything that she needs to do to win that title. Now, she did see uh, a re- an article where Nicola Adams states that she is, you know, sparring with the world champion that has a similar style, a, man, a male world champion that has a similar style than, um, than Areli. But Areli doesn't believe that. She knows that off – Mexican fighters are not the same, that she has the experience she has. This is not her first tough fight. She's had tough fights in the past, and she has the experience she's going to use all that to bring back the title. She loves the challenge, and she's ready for it, and she is glad that Nicole Adams is so confident because she is ready to bring on the fight in England. I mean, now that she she has this big fight coming up, does she have a dream fight that she wants to to pursue after this fight? And also, does she have any plans to fight in the United States? Que tienes esta grande pelea en Inglaterra, hay una pelea de ensueño que quizás quisieras buscar después de este combate y si tienes planes en pelear en los Estados Unidos. Pues mira, yo soy una boxeadora que me gusta trabajar con lo que tenemos en fuerza. No me gusta adelantarlo porque si te adelantas, descuidas el presente. Así que ahorita es esta pelea, es muy importante para mí, porque como lo, lo acabas de decir, eh, yo busco grandes peleas en grandes funciones y obviamente que valoren el trabajo, no solamente mío, sino de las boxeadoras, del boxeo femenil, el poder, lo de siempre, no lo, lo que he hablado siempre, el poder llegar a, a tener buenas voces como los hombres. Así que, así como el boxeo femenil ya es una realidad, eh, nos falta seguir trabajando y, y seguir poniendo el, 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 el boxeo con el primer nivel porque pues ya lo piden, ¿no? Ya lo piden, pero hay que seguir trabajando, trabajando. nos falta poco para poder llegar a ese objetivo que son un, un, este, un valor y un trato como un hombre. Eh, yo creo que este tipo de peleas son lo que, lo, lo que va a abrir puertas no solamente para mí, las mexicanas, eh, o, o no solamente yo, sino todas también compañeras mexicanas, el poder estar en grandes funciones, que es lo que es, pero no, a mí me encantaría estar en Estados Unidos, en, en una cartelera grande, en poder, ir, poder estar en el NGM, entonces, para eso hay que trabajar, así que hay que trabajar para merecer, y estamos haciéndolo, estamos, estamos haciendo esto realidad y con trabajo, así que, pues, en el nombre de Dios, no va a ser una pelea difícil, lo sabemos, eh, estamos viendo su casa, una peleadora fuerte, pero estamos haciendo lo, lo necesario en el gimnasio, como entrenador, como niño, y, y pues ahorita es lo único que tengo en mi mente, ¿no? Nicolás Adams, Nicolás Adams, eh, trato todo, o sea, en mi casa todo el día se está hablando de la pelea, estamos buscando la estrategia, y si te hace esto, y si te hace el otro, porque el objetivo ahorita es, 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 este, es derrotarlo, así que sé que cuando en esta pelea van a venir cosas buenas, pero hay que hacernos más sólidas por ese título, y vamos por, vamos por esa, vamos por, vamos por Nicolás. She said that right now she's not focused on anything else but Nicola Adams. She's not thinking about any other fight every day at her home. Her dad's her trainer. She lives at home. All they talk about is this fight, and this is the only fight that she's worried about. She's not thinking anything beyond that. She's going after Nicola Adams. Now, as far as the United States, she would love to fight in the United States. I think that little by little, female boxing is getting to a bigger stage. Obviously, the purse is not there, but they're getting closer and closer to what the men win. And hopefully with this kind of fight, it opens doors and for her and for female boxing in general. And hopefully um, after this fight, if they give the opportunity to fight in, in the United States on a major card, she would be more than happy to do that. Well, 
Thank you very much, Arely, and uh, I just pass it on to you, Felipe. And thank you, David. Ahora, Arely, eh, te da las gracias, David. Ahora yo te voy a hacer unas dos, tres preguntitas y ya te dejo ir porque sé que, que es tarde. Entonces voy a hacer la pregunta en inglés y luego yo te, y la voy a traducir y, y la puedes contestar, ¿ok? Ok. Okay, uh, so my question for her, my first question is, Nicola Adams, obviously she only has about five or six fights. She's already the interim WBO champion. So what does Areli feel that she could take advantage of, of her lack of experience as a professional fighter? Areli, Nicola Adams solo tiene cinco o seis peleas. A pesar de eso, ya es campeona interina de la OMB. Pero, ¿cómo tú puedes sacarle ventaja de su inexperiencia. ¿Qué puedes hacer tú para sacarle ventaja a eso? Yo creo que lo, lo más importante y lo que me ha enseñado este deporte, porque la verdad he tenido peleas, este, ha sido ha sido difícil mi carrera. He tenido peleas buenas, he tenido peleas malas, pero bendito yo se ha aprendido a saber disfrutar y sacarle lo dulce a todo lo marco que me ha pasado. Así que una de las cosas es no subestimar a los contrincantes y creo que es algo que ya le está fallando. Eh, normalmente me gusta que me vean menos para el día de mañana, como lo he dicho, vamos a estar arriba del ring y nada vamos a estar y yo, y yo. Así que me da mucho gusto enfrentar una, una peleadora de ese nivel, de Cepaya, con dos medallas olímpicas, pero sin medallas se quedan abajo y campeonatos igual. Vamos a, como te dije, yo creo que lo más importante para mí es no confiarse y no subestimar a mi rival porque siento que es una de las es, es algo de lo de lo que un boxeador no debe hacer con el simple hecho de subestimar al rival creo que ahí ya ya vamos vamos arriba así que estoy tomando esto muy 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 este con mucha responsabilidad para para este, pues para 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 el día de la pelea imaginar que va a ser una super boxeadora que esas cinco peleas voy a batallar lo que nunca va a tener en mi vida para, para empezar con una gotita de agua, ¿no? Empezar a mermar poco a poco a poco. Pero yo creo que, que lo que una de las cosas más importantes que me está pasando es, es subestimar, subestimar por esas dos medidas olímpicas que tiene. O que tú, porque pues ya, ya pasó. Mm -hmm. She says that, you know, she's learned a lot in her in all her fights, uh, good fights and bad fights. Um, and one thing that she learned with her experience is never to underestimate her opponent. She knows that Nicole Adams is a good fighter. She's a two-time gold medalist. Um, so she can't underestimate her, but she's going in there to win. She's a world champ and she's going in there to win. But in her experience, the best thing that she could do is to never underestimate her, her opponent. Uh, Arely, uh, the question is going to be, um, you know, she, she's fought in other countries before, but recently in the last years, she's always fighting in Mexico. She's always the favorite fighter. She's a home fighter. So has she thought about uh, being, and then in England where there's so many people and so many boxing fans, the place is going to be packed, uh, everybody against her. Has she mentally gotten ready for that? Arely, sabemos que has peleado afuera de México varias veces, pero recientemente en los últimos años, eh, eh, no lo has hecho, has estado en México, has sido la favorita, has peleado en Monterrey, has peleado en otras plazas de México donde la gente te reconoce. Entonces, ¿te has preparado mentalmente para el público inglés, que sabemos que es muy apasionado, especialmente para sus peleadores? Y si te has mentalmente preparado para tenerlos todos a ellos en contra tuya. Sí, claro. Sí, yo he peleado en México, pero así como he peleado en México, he peleado en contra de, de promotoras, no solamente 
como lo he dicho, mi carrera fue, ha sido difícil y, y no siempre he sido la favorita, pero creo que este título ganamos eh, la oportunidad eh, de poder enfrentar eh, a la campeona en su momento, porque hemos trabajado. Mira, yo me estoy preparando físicamente, físicamente técnicamente y psicológicamente. Eh, como te dije, yo creo que uno de los aspectos importantes de mi carrera es que cuando hemos ido contracorriente, eh, hemos hecho un mejor papel, así que me gusta, me gusta eh, el que vayamos a otro país, yo lo estuve esperando, esa pelea yo la estaba esperando, yo la buscaba también, así que, que pues eso no va a afectar ni a mí ni a mi equipo, estamos haciendo lo necesario, como lo he dicho todo, todo este tiempo, para poder retener el, 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 el campeonato, y como lo, como lo dije, no, no va a ser nada fácil, yo estoy consciente que vamos a ir a una guerra, no solamente yo, todo mi equipo de trabajo, estamos moviendo en la raya de cada entrenamiento para, para, para ser preparados, pero para mí esto simplemente me da mucha más emoción eh, salir de mi país y, y pues sobre todo no representar a México con mucho orgullo. Sí, fought in Mexico, but she's fought on, on opposite promoters' cards, so she has gone against the grain. She's learned from that. But she's getting ready physically, mentally, and technically for this fight. Um, she knows it's going to be a tough fight. She knows it's going to be a war. Her team knows that, but she's doing everything to win the fight. It excites her to go to a different country and be able to uh, represent Mexico. Última pregunta, Areli. ¿Qué le quisieras decir al público mexicano? ¿Cómo te van a, cómo te pueden apoyar? Se va a ver esta pelea por, por el canal Azteca. Sabemos que estás con Sanfer. Y, y tus últimas palabras. Pues este, agradecerle no solamente a mi gente de México, eh, a ustedes, a las personas que están al pendiente de mi carrera. Eh, agradecerles por todo su apoyo, por estar ahí en los momentos buenos y malos. Eh, esta va a ser una pelea difícil, lo sabemos, pero pues en el nombre de Dios. Vamos con todo, vamos a, a hacer una gran pelea para toda la gente, como le he dicho. A mí me gusta dar espectáculo, yo soy garantía de espectáculo, así que lo vamos a hacer. Y pues en el nombre de Dios vamos a retener ese título. No va a ser una pelea fácil, va a ser una guerra arriba del ring, pero estamos trabajando fuerte eh, todo mi equipo. Y pues agradecerle a mi empresa Sanchez, a, a mi patrocinadora, eh, que ha sido muy importante para mi carrera, el señor Víctor Flores de acá de México, eh, a mis manejadores y pues eh, Azteca, que me han dado eh, el cobijo y el valor como boxeadora, este, sobre todo en estos tiempos, pero pues este, también a ustedes, ¿no? Como lo he dicho, por, por todo su apoyo y pues espero estén ahí al pendiente, vamos a estar checando la verdad, eh, ahorita el internet es muy diferente cuando yo fui a Alemania, así que pues vamos a estar ahí eh, buscando la forma de, de mandarle la información para que estén tanto al pendiente, porque la pelea es el viernes y este campo pasa la pelea el sábado. Yo pelearía en la tarde acá en México, sería más o menos, entonces voy a estar ahí al pendiente para mandarle los canales y pues puedan vivir esta experiencia junto conmigo. Así que muchísimas gracias por todo. In closing, she wants to thank everybody that is uh, following her career, her promoter, Sanford, her manager and father trainer, Juan Mucino, the Azteca channel. And, you know, she's ready to go over there and and give a great fight. Now, uh, the fight is not going to probably be televised live in Mexico because it is on a Friday night and the fights in Mexico are on Saturday nights. But she's going to be, you know, the Internet is a lot different. 
now than when she fought in Germany. So she's going to try to be uh, posting things and things like that. So if people want to follow her on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, you can do so, so that you can get the updates and maybe even get a live feed of the fight. So, uh, David, I'm going to say goodbye to her because it's late. It's two hours ahead in Monterrey, and she has to get ready for her training for tomorrow. Okay, tell her thank you very much, and we look forward to talking to her again. Arali, te queremos dar muchas, muchas gracias por estar con nosotros eh, y ojalá te deseamos toda la suerte del mundo. Ojalá regreses como campeona del mundo y ojalá podemos platicar contigo otra vez en el futuro. Sí, muchísimas gracias. Al contrario, les agradezco el apoyo. Eh, el estar al pendiente y en adelante cuando ustedes gusten. Eh, ahí estaré cuando, cuando sea necesario, cuando necesiten. Ahí voy a estar este, al pendiente. Muchísimas gracias. Muchas gracias. Buenas noches. Gracias. Buenas noches. And there you had it, folks. Areli Muzinho, the current WBO flyweight champion who will be traveling to England uh, next month to defend her title against the current interim WBO title, none other than two-time gold medalist Nicola Adams. And she thanks everybody for being here, uh, for having her on the show, for listening to the show. And she said that no problem that in the future she could, she will be on the show with us. So that was a, a great interview. I always like the way she fights. I think she's very eloquent, very attractive young woman, um, great fighter. She's had some tough fights, like she said, some good fights, some tough fights. I mean, she was brutally knocked out by um, Ava Knight some years ago, but she got up by the bootstraps and won another world title, and that's what she does. If there's one thing that Arely Monsignor does is win world titles, David. Yeah, I mean, it, you don't win world titles by luck or, or by... Uh somebody favoring you it, it's a hard road to win even one yeah and she's won four of them and she's defended uh, uh, you know she's defended uh various of them various times and again some of the uh, the best fighters in her division at, at one time or another so um and for her to i mean I'm, obviously she's getting paid handsomely for this fight there's no way that any fighter male or female will leave the the safe confines of her home to go fight in the hometown of her challenger. And the main reason you go over there is the purse. But as she said it, she loves the challenge. She has gone after challenges in the past. Ava Knight, when she fought Ava Knight, Ava Knight was the female Roger Mayweather, the executioner. She was knocking or beating everybody in the female ranks. So much so that she was signed to a Mexican promoter because she was beating all the Mexicans. And Areli fought her. She got knocked out, but she fought her, you know. So good for her, and and I like the fact that she's taking the challenge. I like the fact that she's ready to go to England, and, and she ain't gonna face a cream puff. I mean, Nicola Adams is a good fighter. She's quick. Um, she knows how to fight. She has experience at least at somehow of a world level, not as a professional, but as an amateur. And like she said, two gold medals in the in the uh, in the amateur in the Olympics. I don't think she won two gold medals. I don't. I oh. think she won two medals, but not two gold medals. She won, okay. I don't think she won any gold medals. Okay, so but she's a two-time Olympic medalist, if anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's a great fight, David. I think if, on paper, on paper, it might be the most exciting fight made so far. And by I mean by that is obviously there's a prospect of making Katie Taylor against Amanda Serrano, which is an exciting fight. There's a prospect, it has not been made official yet, uh, to make Christina Hammer against 
Clarissa Shields, and Clarissa Shields and Christina Hammer, not official yet. So of all the fights that are official right now for female boxing, on paper, this one is, to me, the most exciting one so far. Yeah, it's a very good fight. Uh, it's one of those fights where you, you might even give the the uh, British fighter the, the, the odds uh, as the favorite because she's fighting in her hometown. And uh, even though uh, Arely is the champion, it's a hard... The hardest thing to do is fight is fight and win in somebody else's country. You know, you, you yeah, I agree with you on the, on the whole home turf advantage. And you would think that they call it Adams because she's so um, she's so you know she's so uh, experienced at the world level as an amateur. She's the two she has very the good. medals and everything is very good, quick, smart, uh, agile, great footwork, but. In her five or six fights, she's never faced anybody with the experience that the 29-year-old Arely Muncillo has. I yeah, mean, Arely Muncillo. Yeah, she's 29 years old. I think. Go ahead. Yeah, didn't uh, Didn't Nicola uh, Adams fight a, a Mexican Mus- fighter last fight? She did. She, she fought. Um, pretty rough she fight. fought. She fought Isabel Millan who is 22 and 4 with one draw at the time of that fight. She's fought Virginia Noemi Cartamo who was 4 and 2. She fought Marion Salazar who was 5 and 1. She fought Soledad Macedo who was 15 and 13. She fought Soledad del Valle Frias who was 13 and 11 and she fought Isabel Millan who was 22 and 4. Arely Muciño is 27 and 3 with two draws. Now Isabel Millan, good fighter, tough fighter, very very tough fighter. She brings what Arely Muciño says she's going to bring which is a ton of heart. But I've seen both female fighters fight. I've seen Isabel Millan fight on TV and live. I've seen Arely Muciño fight on TV and live. And no disrespect to Isabel Millan. I love the way she fights. I think she has a ton of heart. I've seen her fight bloodied. I've seen her get dropped by Naoko Fiyoka twice and keep going. Mm -hmm. But boxing style and talent and technical savvy and experience, Worlds apart, David. Worlds apart between Arely Monsigno and Isabel Millan. Yeah, I think uh, it, this is a, a whole different level now. And uh, and you're talking, and, and if Arely Monsigno was only the WBO champion, and that is the only belt she has ever held, I would still think that it was worlds apart from Millan. But that's not the only belt Monsigno has held. She's held three other world titles, and she's fought names, David, names. I mean, I love oh, yeah. that Nicola. I love that Nicola Adams is, you know, is, her people and her are this experienced. And I'm not saying that she's not, she can't, doesn't have a good chance to winning because how good she is. But it might have been a little bit too soon, you know. Uh, I mean, just to go very quickly with uh, her ledger uh, as far as Muncino. Um, uh, I mean, she has Susie Tekin, which was a no contest. She has Chantel Cordova, who had. At her, at one point, was a very good fighter. She has retired a long time ago. Carolina, Carolina Alvarez, also a good fighter, tough fighter. She has a loss against Melissa. Basic, uh, I'm sorry, Ava Knight. She got a split decision over Melissa McMorrow. She lost against Mariana Juarez, but it was a split decision. Um, she fought Suri Tapia, who was the first fight. She got a draw against Jessica Chavez, considered one of the best fighters out there for Mexico. Then she lost to Jessica Chavez. She beat Chindo Go. 
uh, Julius Rodriguez is a tough, tough fighter. Yeah, 10K Tsunami, she beat, she beat Montserrat Alcón, and then she just beat Maria Salinas. So she's fought tough fights. She's had tough fights. She's been in some good women. She has faced good women, lost to them, but by split decision against, you know, Mariana Juarez and that that knockout loss against Ava Knight. And she's only been knocked out once. Nicola Adams has knocked out nobody. Five wins. Oh, I'm sorry. Five wins, three knockouts. She has three knockouts. She's knocked out Miriam Salazar, Soledad Macedo, and Soledad del Valle Frias. So, great fight. I can't wait. Yeah, that's a paper, like you say. That's one of the best uh, matchups of uh, the year so far. There you go. Well, let's move on, David, fairly quickly here to the upcoming calendar. It's not as stacked as what we had the last couple of weeks. And our next show is scheduled for February 21st, which is every other Thursday here on the Tumina Ryan Hooks and Jeff Look at the Female Boxing World. We have on Saturday, February 8th from Berlin, Germany, Christina Hammer over that medical issue that she had that stopped her from fighting Clarissa Shields at the end of last year. She's going to be in a comeback fight against Eileen. Sigmashvili, Eileen, I don't know, Eileen Sigmashvili, and an 160 pounds. And I know we don't like to say TBA, but I'm just putting it out there. She's been programmed for this fight card on Saturday night for quite a while. But as of now, as far as box rec, we have not seen an opponent. Ava Knight scheduled for this Saturday night against TBA and 112 pounds. So who knows? I mean, this is – I doubt it. they got to find somebody by tomorrow at the weigh-in. So we'll see yeah, if she ends I up weighing in. So. Although everybody – I mean, she has been promoting the, the date. PBC has, has. So, I mean, they've been posting things here and there that she's, that she's going to fight. So I don't know. I don't think they're going to find somebody by tomorrow, but we'll see. Saturday, February 15th, from the Grand Casino in Hinkley, Minnesota, top-ranked ESPN, ESPN+. Plus. Michaela Mayer defending her NABF 130-pound uh, uh, title in a scheduled eight-rounder against Mexican Yareli Chololita Larios. Chololita Larios is the daughter of Oscar Larios, former world champion Juan Guadalajara, Jalisco. Some people think this fight is competitive, David. I think Mayer is going to knock her out. Five, six rounds. Uh, yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, Michaela is a monster. Um, Yereli, uh, she's a good fighter. She's a solid fighter uh, out of Mexico. And she lost that one fight, but um, yeah, maybe this is a little too much for, for Larios. I, I think yeah, Michaela is right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is a good world title. Yeah, and I think this is a good fight for Meyer because, you know, Larios is a good name. She has a good record. She has a a, a good Mexican style come forward, and I think she's gonna come. She's gonna she's gonna walk right into a right hand, David. <laughs> you're 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 already predicting it. <laughs> she's gonna rock walk right into a bay, a long a long right hand. So we'll see. That's on Saturday, February 15th. You can either catch it on ESPN or ESPN Plus, but you could most definitely see it televised on one of those two apps or on the ESPN. I'm sure it's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Now, the same night from the Poliforum in Ciudad Cuauhtémoc, Chihuahua, Mexico, Jamiles Mercado score, uh, faces Ali Sanchez in a 10-rounder for the vacant WBC International 122-pound title. And on February 15th from the Oasis Hotel Complex in Cancun, Mexico, Promociones del Pueblo, Quirinza San Televisa, Yesenia Gomez 
defending her 108-pound WBC title against Japanese Erika Hanawa. So that is her first defense after winning that title against Esmeralda Gomez, David. Wow, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah. I wish I could see that. You'll be able well, to it's see gonna, it. It's going to be on Televisa. If we find it, we'll send it over and we'll see. Uh, uh, I'll send you the link. So there you have it, David. Great show today. We had the review. We had the preview. And we had a great interview with none other than Areli Monsignor, the WBO flyweight champion, who will be moving, well, who will be traveling to England to defend her title against uh, Nicola Adams, the current interim WBO title. So, David, why don't we say our goodbyes? Well, uh, we have one more announcement. There was uh, the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame uh, uh, introduced its new class for this year. Uh, of fighters. Uh, the uh, Hall of Fame is going to have their uh, induction ceremonies on August the 30th in near San Francisco. And uh, the the ones, the fighters that made it this year, Cruz, Melissa Fiorentino, Lisa Hollowine, Karina Moreno, Bridget Baby Doll Riley, mm. Wendy Rodriguez, and Martha Salazar. Those are the fighters that, that were are going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. And uh, the non-boxers were Stephen Blay and Blanca Gutierrez. And they'll be all inducted on August the 30th in uh, San Francisco. And you're being a bit humble, David, because also you, Mr. David Avila, was also is also going to be uh, enshrined in the Women's uh, uh, Boxing Hall of Fame as a non-competitor as well, right? Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. There you go. So congratulations, David. Uh, That means a lot. Um, And it means a lot to me that you give me the opportunity to be your co-host here on the show, somebody that is so respected in uh, female boxing, a a niche within the niche sport of boxing. So that is great. I congratulate you and everybody else that is going to be at the ceremony on August 30th. Now, the interesting thing, David, is that you mentioned Karina Moreno is going to be enshrined in the hall. But she's getting ready to come back. She's going to be fighting here in Tijuana, wow. I believe, pretty soon. Uh, I've seen some whispers there. Uh, I, I haven't seen a, an actual press release, but I've I seen some posts uh, from a boxing agent that I think put the fight together. And it looks like she's going to be fighting. She is coming off double knee surgery some years ago, and she hasn't stepped wow. into the ring in a long, long time. I think she might be close to 40 years old. Um but, you know, everybody everybody uh, has a right to fight, and she's going to fight. So uh, once I have some more information on that, uh, I'll keep you posted. Okay, that's very interesting. Yeah, and there you have it, folks. So then with much ado, uh, David, let's say our good- goodbyes now. Okay, take care, everybody. Have a good weekend. There you go, folks. Have a good uh, night, and we'll see you on February 1st, on 21st, I'm sorry, February 21st, Thursday, on the next episode of the Two Minute Round Hooks and Jabs Look at the Female Boxing World. Good night. Good night. And now, 